Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Fire and Soul podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. I want to give a a shout out to a spotlight review on Apple Podcasts. I am so grateful that you guys take the time to share this podcast, to let me know via DMs or your IG stories or emails what kind of value that you get and what the show means to you. But there's nothing like seeing it up there on Apple Podcasts for the world to see. I'm so honored. And I want to share something that comes from Witty Wit. Her title is Uplifting and Inspiring. Five stars. Thank you, Whitney. And she says this, Michelle, thank you for this podcast and all you do. You've been a huge inspiration from the Facebook Live course to encouraging others to share their message with a podcast. I love that you live in abundance and not a place of scarcity and are willing to share your gifts with your guests and audience. I feel blessed to know you and listen to you weekly. Wow. Witty wit. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to share that kind of review. That is what I do this show for. It is all for you. Think about it, guys. I don't make any money on this podcast. You don't, you don't hear sponsors on this podcast. This is all for you. It's my way to serve, to contribute, to give on a scale that when I get messages like that, I know that it's measured. I know that I'm making a difference. And that is truly what for me, this show is all about. So thank you for taking the time. And by the way, that little part that she said of, you know, encouraging others to share their message with a podcast, it's a beautiful segue into one of my most powerful programs that I, I get to co-lead with my partner in shine and podcast producer, Miss Jenny uh, of Jenny Media. Y'all have heard about her many, many times on this show. And our next round of the Podcast Accelerator, we, we lovingly call it the PA, starts September 16th. Now, there will be a wait list. It will sell out. Just going to let you know right now. And so if you are interested in this, you can A, get on the wait list because you'll be the first to opt in should you choose. And then B, you'll also be the first to be notified about our our upcoming webinar on September 2nd, which is a Wednesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific. So you can sign up for that wait list. Obviously, there's no pressure. You can just sign up and get the information to where you can log on 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 September 2nd for our webinar. And that is at fireandsoulpodcast.com. You'll see a banner at the top of my site that says the podcast accelerator has its wait list open now uh, or something like that. Anyway, really beautiful. Now, speaking of podcasts and the impact that it can make on our business and our lives and open up to some of the most meaningful connections that I've ever had the honor to be a part of brings me to my, my guest today, Raj Jana. Oh man, what a beautiful soul. So inspiring. I was on his show a few weeks back called the Stay Grounded podcast, which is why we titled this, uh, what we did because when uh, Raj actually, uh, hopped on the Zoom call for this recording, he was, you know, sitting in Big Sky, Montana, fully soaking up the beauty of God's country in the middle of this pandemic and just seizing this opportunity to self-reflect. And he's gone through a lot of transformation in these last few months, not unlike many of us who are self-aware to some degree. And uh, he talks about, you know, the path of living an extraordinary life uh, might not always be easy, but it is so worth it. Just to give you a little background on this little firecracker, um, he's 29 years old with the wisdom of a, a sage, man. He's just an incredible human being. 
And he grew Java Press, which is a coffee bean company, to a seven-figure brand in less than a year while working a full-time job and making a long-distance relationship thrive. He also just talks about, you know, the self-reflection that he's been able to glean as a result of staying grounded, staying centered, staying connected, which is what this show is all about has led to sort of new insights, new discoveries. So he's going to walk us through that path. It's such a fun, fluid, organic, and very real conversation between two people who genuinely, I think, respect each other. At least I do about him and care about one another. And I know I just feel so deeply grateful to have met this beautiful soul. Whom, by the way, I owe it to my podcast producer for connecting us because she produces for him as well. Another reason why you want to come on over to the PA's webinar, because this is how life happens. You align and connect with new friends, new community members, and you just don't know where any of it's going to take you. It is limitless in possibility. But today's guest is is a is just a gem of a human being, and I am a deeply, deeply excited to share this one with you. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Raj Jana. Raj, welcome to the show. He just said behind the scenes, y'all, let's dance. I'm ready. Let's dance. <laughs> Michelle, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> You're the first podcast guest that I've had on who uh, is holding your own microphone in your hand while in Big Sky, Montana. So this is a first. Yeah, I feel like I'm uh, I'm stepping my game up right now. Like I just bought this new like travel mic set that I oh. carry with me because like I realized, you know, when I go places, I, I tend to just meet interesting people. So if I meet someone interesting, I always want to just kind of drop it and say, hey, do you want to like just record something together. And so I have this thing now. And so you are actually one of the first people I'm testing it out on. So thank so you. Is that for a, it's me a do blue that. Chi- You're welcome. My pleasure. So it's a Bluetooth portable microphone. It's got wires. It's got oh. wires and it's like connected to this other thing that has more wires and you just don't see the wires. All you see is the finished product, which is this mic in my hand. And for those of you listening, wondering why that sound was so crappy there for a second, it's because he was trying to show it and give me a visual, you know, exhibit oh, yeah. and the whole thing. Now, yeah, so you got to keep the mic to the mouth. <laughs> I'm just going to stay put. I'm just going to stay put. Yeah. So I'm excited that you're on here. We're both produced by Ginny Media. Many, many of my podcast listeners know all about Ginny and the fact that we also have, of course, the podcast Accelerator. And I didn't know you. And she was like, you and Raj need to meet, being into the shows. So far, she's been so spot on. There have been a couple of other people that she's made those referrals to me with, and they've become really special people in my life. Like one is, in fact, now a very close girlfriend of mine, Marla Mattinson. Have you had her on your show? Oh, yeah. I. What? We never Mar- talked about Marla? Marla and Julian are... I've oh. had Julian on the show, too. Uh, yeah, okay. I've, known, I've known them for a while. They're... They're salt of the earth. I love, I love those two. That's Me yeah. too. And then Jacqueline Malone. And then of course, once you and I did connect, we're like, what? We both love Panache Desai. Spent more time talking about Panache Desai yeah. on your podcast than we did me. <laughs> and then as I was- Well worth the time though. Exactly. Totally. And then as I was prepping for my guest right after you today, Anthony Trucks, I was like, what? He's been on Roger's show too? So I feel like we've been in this similar circle, which is not uncommon with the podcasting world, especially of the conscious community that I know you and I are honored to be a part of and that we worked hard to get radically honest and clean shit up to get to be a part of, which is what I want to talk to you about. Because when we talked on your podcast about what, six weeks ago or so, you were in the middle of a massive transformation, which you'd think just being in the middle of the global pandemic would be enough of uncertainty at its height. But you were going through a lot. And I want to just catch up with you uh, since then, because a lot of my listeners listen to your episode with me on because of that beautiful trailer that y'all created. Mm. And I shared it and they were like, oh, so anyway, so some of them have heard part of that story, which is not my bigger point. The point is, is how are you doing in the middle of this pandemic and also the midst of so much personal transformation? I think uh, I've kind of changed the word doing to being, which has kind of been a a new transition for me. I traditionally, I think when we first chatted, I was trying to actually outsmart my way through a lot of chaos in my life. (laughs) Like my head was trying to be like, I can outsmart heartbreak. I can outsmart all this change. I can Mm -hmm. outsmart a pandemic. I can outsmart all this stuff and just go, 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 distract, distract, distract. Mm -hmm. But the medicine I actually needed was to sit there and feel it all. The medicine I actually needed was to slow down 
the medicine I actually needed was to go deeper into my being and learn how to love myself and really sink into my own skin and find comfort and space and freedom in my being. So that has really kind of been the journey for me in the last few months has just been kind of going from this do, 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 do more attitude to how can I slow down? How can I sink deeper? How can I find stillness and space and, and just love in this moment, in this present moment? And, um, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey to that. So right now I'm amazing. Uh, I've done a lot of personal work the last few months. It's been a roller coaster, but I feel centered, grounded, grateful, present, and uh, just it's it's a gift to be alive. So stay grounded, which by the way is the is the name of his very very popular podcast. I'll make sure that I uh, link that in the show resources. But as I mentioned, many of you have already heard that episode. But so what does that look like? What's an example of what it looks like from going to trying to outsmart all of the stuff to being with it and feeling it and really doing the inner work? I believe that, you know, all men and women have masculine, feminine energies inside of them. And I think mine were a bit out of balance. <laughs> and the doing aspect was a very masculine push to try and like just push through something or to out muscle something or to out hustle something. I think uh, the opposite, which is being, which is, is more receiving love and allowing myself to feel. And, and if I needed to cry or if I needed to slow down, it was like giving myself the permission to not be okay. And I think when you give yourself the permission to not be okay, you're actually inadvertently giving yourself the permission to really receive love from yourself. That's like the biggest act of self-love you can actually have, which is, hey, mm -hmm. I don't need to have this stuff figured out right now, which then allows mm -hmm. your body to begin the process of healing and feeling and sort of moving in. And, and it's that integration, right? Like mm -hmm. the integration between the two sort of energies that are so valuable. Like for me, you know, in business and entrepreneurship, I mean, the, uh, the masculine side has been very, very, very valuable for me, but in relationships or in like more of my own self image or just who I am as a person, like, allowing in that love and really sitting with myself, that's been difficult. And so kind of learning to do that all over again has been, I think, one of the biggest gifts I could have given myself this year. It was an accidental gift. I didn't ask for it. Came kind of stumbling in like a wrecking ball. But now that it's here, I feel really grateful. And uh, yeah. Wait, so the wrecking ball. When I talked to you last, you, I thought, had mentioned that you consciously ended a very long-term relationship. Yeah. So the wrecking ball you actually created by grace, by conscious choice, so that you could get here. What has been the greatest gift since choosing to end a relationship that I'm sure many thought, oh, you're going to marry her. It's, you know, it's forever. You guys have been together yeah. forever and all the things. I'd love to know, first of all, since you're really in the space of receiving love, being with love, giving the love, allowing love, so beautiful. What was the impetus or the catalyst or the awareness, whatever word you, you choose? for consciously exiting that relationship because there are so many people, especially throughout this, you know, quarantine time yeah. where the, one of the top Google searches has been, can you get a divorce on zoom? And, and so, and I think that sometimes people can make impulsive hasty decisions instead of sitting with and being with what, right. Yeah. I have no doubt you probably did all the work and you tried everything possible. That just is what strikes me about you. But what was the catalyst to knowing that this was the right, most aligned choice for you? A lot of my listeners are right there. Yeah. Uh, loaded question. Mm -hmm. There's probably a lot of layers to that. You know, we dated for almost eight years. And so it was, oh, I'm 29 right now. So that was all through my 20s, met in college. And, you know, we, I think we both just didn't really know who we were along the way. And we kind of discovered who we were along the way. And I changed a lot. She changed a lot. But I think I was changing in a way that wasn't necessarily in alignment with the way she wanted to change. And I didn't know how to communicate that with her. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, I started compromising who I was becoming in order to keep the relationship safe. Mm -hmm. I was compromising my own growth. I was compromising who I was. I was compromising. I was going further and further and further away from the truth of my being, like who I am, what makes me, me. And over time, you know, eight years is a long time. People start asking, why aren't you proposing, Raj? She starts asking, why aren't you proposing, Raj? And you start to really look at it. When you, and then 
I mean, when I really got down to it, I started looking at myself, like I was just not being in integrity with myself. I wasn't being honest with myself. I wasn't, I wasn't allowing myself to be me. And so when I really got into it and I started doing, I did a lot of deep inner work before I made the, the conscious choice to end the relationship. I looked at everything and I realized how much of my life was being driven by fear mm-hmm. and a need to keep my, my parents happy and need to keep uh, society. It just, like, there were so many external expectations that I'd put on myself and those expectations had bled into my relationship. And, you know, it, it, and so when I really sat down, I was like, what is, what do I want versus what does everyone else want of me? I think in that space is when I actually gave myself the, the freedom and the permission to say, maybe I want something else. So it wasn't until I really started doing the work and doing that inner work to really discern between, am I with someone out of fear or am I with someone out of true, pure desire? And I, I was with her for a long time and I loved her and, and I still do. I mean, there's, there's like, you can't really get rid of threads of love, right? I mean, those are always going to be there. But at the same time, love can be driven by fear in many ways. There can be a fear of being alone. There can be a fear of not finding love again. There can be a fear of, you know, not giving, like, there's so many fears. And so when I started not fearing the fears and I chose, all right, I'm not afraid of the fears anymore because they're not mine. And I'm like, what do I desire? That's when the true sovereignty and freedom and choice and self-love journey actually began. Beautiful. So if you could define it in a few sentences, what do you want? What do I want? Yeah. Uh, right now, I am learning how to source every single thing I extern- like. I used to run my life with so much external validation, a need to look a certain way, to be successful, to be with a certain type of girl. I mean, everything. Like I had everything on the outside. And I realized that was because I was lacking so much on the inside. So, um, <laughs> it's funny how those things correlate. Right, right? It's kind of like a mirror. So uh, in the words of our good friend Panache. But um, so I think for me in this period of my life, uh, I'm really learning how to source love internally as opposed to sourcing it from external needs. So, Okay. So this brings me to something that I can relate with, which is people say to me, Michelle, you're single. How are you single? I hate that question. And then I always answer, but I've never been lonely a day in my life. It it might be a problem, right? (laughs) Like I'm just not lonely. It's also a sign of being a true introvert, even though I occur as an extrovert, but in fact, I'm an absolute introvert. But when you get so comfortable being with yourself and being the source of all of your own fulfillment and your love and meeting your own needs, it's like a really special certain someone that I know has to be divinely orchestrated. Like that's the only, I just like, it's not up to me. It's up to the, you know, God, whatever, you know, I'll just get in alignment and be the woman that I know I I'd have to be to attract that level Mm -hmm. of a man or that, that quality of consciousness. And in the meantime, I'm just going to enjoy my happy, non-lonely life. Do you ever think about things? I mean, listen, I got 20 years on you. So, you know, you're like a young, young buck in this world, but you're also a very wise, conscious soul, which is why I was so drawn to you from the moment we started connecting on your podcast. And so do you have those thoughts of like the timeline or, oh my gosh, will I ever be able to meet anyone that it's going to be a true purposeful partnership and that that could possibly work over feeding the fears? Did that make sense? Of course. Yeah. I actually... This year, more than one of the biggest lessons I've really learned is that life is supposed to feel easy. Yes. And if it doesn't feel easy, it's not the right season for that thing to exist in it yet. That's beautiful. And so like right now, work, business, opportunities, investments are flowing like crazy in my life. And I'm not trying. I'm just attracting them. It's flowing. It's happening. And so I'm going with that flow of life. This period of my life, a self-love journey is profoundly intoxicating. I mean, the personal development journey has been such a massive thing for me. So I'm like, I am, I'm obsessed with just going deeper into my being and discovering who I am and going and learning to love myself and fill myself up with the love that I never knew how to do before. That Mm -hmm. feels easy and exciting. And I find passion in that journey. And so I, I really do believe in, season, in the seasonality of life. And, you know, I've been learning more and more and more to stop fixating on outcomes yes. and begin deriving pleasure, joy, and the beauty of not knowing, 
in so the in the beauty of of really tapping into the desire of the moment as opposed to the expectations that weren't even mine. Again, like I think for me, I've just been realizing how many of the things that I wanted, how many of the things that I thought I was supposed to have in my life were not actually things that came from my heart. Yeah. There were things that I learned I thought I needed to have by a certain time, a certain age, a certain whatever, from culture, from parents, from society. I mean, you name it, there's pressure everywhere. But when I stopped sourcing my own love and my own needs externally and I tapped in, it's like, what does Raj truly want? Raj wants flow. Raj wants play. Raj wants to be in choice. Raj wants to unconditionally love and appreciate everything that comes in his life. Yeah. Right. Like when you, and like, so like when I start to really think about it, like those are things I can source internally. And those are things that will allow then me to create the best next chapter of my life instead of waiting for the next best chapter. Totally get that. I love how you spoke about yourself in third person there. Like LeBron used to, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be in choice, right. And to be in play and to be in joy and, and all the things. So I have a question for you. Um, I know right now you are currently in a big, beautiful house in Big Sky, Montana, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And so maybe not as in touch with the reality of the pandemic at its height and the required mask and all the things. But have you noticed that weighing on you at all in this sort of personal choice mantra that you want to live by, that Raj wants to live by? Let's just keep talking about Raj in third person. Yeah, Um, um because I noticed it was starting to weigh on me literally three days ago. And I had to have a, I finally called a friend of mine who happens to be a, a top well-respected coach and female in my age. And I just like, help me out here. Cause I'm spinning. And you know, we have to have those people in our life to bring us back to center. But I'm just curious, like, have you experienced any of that that is challenging you in this otherwise flow full time? So I don't know why this pandemic's happening. I don't, no know, I, don't, I don't know what caused the universe to throw this on our plate in 2020, right? Like it's created a lot of pain. It's created a lot of transformation. It's created a lot of struggle. It's created a lot of growth. It's created a lot of beauty. It's created pretty much every spectrum across. And what I've been really doing my best, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, you know, do I want to be living freely in choice and being completely out there expressed? Yes. But I am doing my best every single day to practice as much appreciation as I can for where I'm at, for the pause that I have a privilege of experiencing in my life. I mean, I get to slow down and I get to do the self-love work. Like I know myself and most likely if the pandemic wasn't happening and like I I wouldn't have actually, I I would have probably started dating a lot sooner or like putting myself, I, I just would have been in that position And I would have put myself out there, but now it's like, okay, well, Raj, like, let's look at yourself and let's take a hard look at yourself and see like what went wrong. Like, where were you out of integrity with who you are? How can you return to your North star so that maybe this year can be a beautiful little refresh. And, and I've been really sinking more into just appreciating the opportunity to have that. And that has helped me not necessarily get caught in the noise of what's going to come because I have no idea what's going to happen next year. I have no idea what's going to happen next month. I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. But in this moment, the more I can practice sourcing certainty from this beautiful place of trusting that I am exactly where I need to be and also the duality of that knowing that I have no idea what's going to happen next, the more I can stay in that beautiful space the more I can actually listen to the voice in my heart and just trust that everything is going to be okay. Yes, I love that so much. It reminds me of the conversation that I had with my friend and coach. She's not my actual coach. I don't pay her, but hey, she happens to be a top coach for Tony Robbins. And and she's spiritual and conscious. And so this morning, um, I've been on this exercise kick for the first time since the pandemic hit. So for four weeks, I'm very proud of myself. Five, six days a week, I'm getting up really early and getting it done by like 8 a.m. But I don't wear a mask. And I live in Santa Monica. I'm a few blocks from the ocean and I never am closer than six feet from anyone. But the the hate that that just spews out of people's eyeballs that I know is just their fear. They're afraid, they're scared, they want everyone to, you know, conform and play by the rules yeah. and this is how yeah. it's supposed to be. And and of course I'm thinking, just just let me just I'll just verbally just express right now. And I'm like, 
wait, hold on a second. Like there's so much information about the mask don't even work and you're just believing it. It's fear inducing. It's media inducing. So I got all this going. I'm like, well, that still has nothing to do with, they got the fear right now and you're not playing by the rules and that's what they watch. And, and why don't you just have a mask in your hand? So this is all running into my little head as I'm trying to power it up the mountain. Right. And whatever I'm trying to do with my pup in the mornings and just get my exercise on. And I've noticed that, I mean, I get the side eye, I get the hate, I get people calling me names and I've never experienced that in my neighborhood. You know, this is a coastal community where everybody is friendly and cheerful and happy and vibrant and exercising and we smile at each other and there's none of that really happening. And I still try to bring it everywhere I go because I know that wherever you go, there you are, all that stuff. But so when I got back this morning from my walk, I started to cry and I was realizing that I was afraid for myself of like spiraling out into this crazy anxiety that I never signed on for. I don't even believe in. And and more so I was concerned about humanity. I'm like, I'm fairly conscious. I get this, you know, I'm aware most of the time I have like a head start on most people, right? The average is not doing personal development. And yet here I am. And so I, I got really scared. And my friend said to me, okay, because I was crying and I was like, I'm so scared about you, which is just crazy. I didn't even know it had built up in me at all. And she's like, okay. She was like, what's true in this moment for sure? And I'm Mm. like, I said, what I know for sure is that life is happening for me, never to me. Life is happening for us, never Mm. to us. And that includes this pandemic and every little side eye that I get. And so I get to choose how I respond to that or not. And what's wrong with showing a little bit of grace and compassion and just carrying the mask in my hand, right? I'm not trying to be righteous or entitled about it. I just actually always forget. But after today, I was like, you're not going to forget again. Just hold it in your hand. And when you walk by someone or you're passing them, which, by the way, I'm proud to say I pass. It's like, just put it over your face. Do them a kindness. Avoid all of that. Play the role. Be in grace about it. And just know that truly, no matter what is happening on the macrocosm level, there's such a beautiful gift in all of this. So when you talk about the self-reflection of where am I out of integrity, I realized I was out of integrity, but not just doing the thing that you're supposed to do. I'm mad at it. I don't like it. And so what? Right. Because if that's if all of that is going to impact my peace, which is what Panash Desai has basically informed us to be addicted to. And like that is the only way to everything that we truly want in life, then then I'm selling myself out by not just carrying a little mask. So, but I guess that's where I was trying to go with that is to experience any of that. Or is that just my own personal Mercury retrograde big bin bubble? (laughs) Well, there's there's a lot in there. And uh, I mean, I do want to say that, you know, love is always a beautiful answer. And, you know, that's something I'm really practicing. I have no idea what someone else is going through. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how they were raised. I have no idea where they're coming from. I have no idea what they're afraid of. And I have no idea why. And, and I think that's why in my mind, I realized my mind is constantly trying to figure out why, like it's constantly trying to answer that question. Why? That's a guy too. Very like, how can I fix this? Yes. It's, 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 it's the why thing. And I've been realizing I actually don't need to understand anything. Mm. The need to understand is actually a tool of the mind to tolerate a situation at hand. But truly the heart doesn't really need to understand. It just knows Mm. like, you know, your soul knows. And so I think presence, and that's why, you know, the presence is such a gift to yourself Mm -hmm. because when you can get out of your head and back into the present moment, you're actually tapping back into this knowing and that wisdom and that voice that's just like, hey, you're going to be okay. Like like in this soul's journey, this is a blimp. I've had to remind myself of this consistently because sometimes I get impatient. I'm looking at this year. I'm like, God, can we just fast forward through 2020? Like, can we just get (laughs) through it? But in the grand scheme of it all, if I took half a year to a year to slow down, you know, like it, it, in the grand scheme of it, like in the timeline of just in the timeline of, of the universe, like and and everything unfolding, like it's, I don't know. I, I've been really sinking a lot into like just the idea that we are so significant, but I'm also pretty insignificant in the grand scheme of things. It's a beautiful dance going back and forth, but I, I'm doing my best to hold as much space. Like my mom is somebody who's one of those super afraid like individuals. And, you know, I, I hold a lot of space for her. Like I get it. I get why she's scared and I can see where it comes from. Right. And I can hold space and I can be in choice. Mm-hmm. So I can, I can hold space for her and love for her, but I can also be in choice about what I believe in and how I want to live my life 
and how I want to move forward and how I want to interact in this day and age. And so I think that having that delicate balance of compassion with being in choice is just the best use of boundaries you could possibly use. I think boundaries have been a huge thing that I've been relearning this year in a great way. And, uh, you know, it's so beautiful that you say that because when you were, when you first came on the show and you were talking about how it's not so much about how am I doing about it's like, it's how am I being. And I find that for me, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this is the more boundaries that I draw and actually honor, right? There's that second part. That's the key. The more that I can be and the more mm-hmm. that I don't second guess my no or my yes, because I always have a very simple barometer of, I say yes to any that, anything that feels expansive and it feels aligned and it just feels good. And anything where I have to question it, it's not a yes right now. It may be a no for a while. It may be a no forever. Sometimes I know for sure if it's a no forever, but I always just say not now, right? But if it's a yes, it's a yes and it's fully in. But those boundaries are key. I mean, how would you say that drawing the boundaries has helped you establish how to be, which is so nebulous, right? And like, how do you even define how to be? But I'd love to know your thoughts on that. So for me, boundaries are really letting go of expectations that are not yours, mm-hmm. right? So when you draw a boundary, like if you draw a boundary with another person, you're literally saying, hey, that expectation that you're putting on me, that's not mine. That's not in alignment with me. Therefore, I'm graciously going to give it back to you, right? Oh, so and good. So like, that's really what a boundary is for me. Like It's just practicing giving back an expectation or an obligation or somebody else's sort of shit onto me. Okay, wait, and, hold on. Yeah. You actually, how, how does that conversation go? Because see, those conscious, quote, tough conversations, they're not tough when you've got boundaries. When you love yourself and you know how to be with yourself, it's not that tough. It's super self-honoring. But a lot of people walking around the world and even those who listen to the show, they really struggle with that piece. So what would be an example of what that would look like? Where you so would for tell example, someone, that's not mine, that's yours. If, well, somebody, if one of my business partners may reach out to me at like seven in the morning to have me answer something really, really, really quickly or something that might come up. A great practice would be, hey, I know this is really urgent for you and I know this is something that's really coming up, but right now I'm taking, I, this isn't something that I need to be looking at yet. I'm going to be taking care of this. I'll get back to you in like 30 minutes. And oh, that's okay. me, a simple practice. That's a simple practice. Another one could be with like, for example, like- Wait, with, but wait hold on. I want to unpack that a little bit because yeah. it's simple- and profound as all simplicity is because that right there is you're not stressing your little nervous system out by like feeling because of scarcity or pressure or obligation or whatever it is that's been running you right i gotta respond right now and so you stay above everything else that is actually a priority or that you were working on and it could have been something as simple as i need to sip my tea and meditate for 20 minutes before i start my day I see that this is their priority, but it's not mine. This is my priority, right? So it doesn't even matter what else it is. If you had something else going on, it's not your priority and that's a boundary. It's huge, as simple as that sounds. And when you can practice with those little little ones, which for some are going to feel huge, then you can start to have the bigger ones, right? Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, like when I first started practicing boundaries, I was giving a lot of explanations. Now I've gotten to a point where I actually don't even like, you don't have to give an explanation. It's like, Hey, can you, yeah. Can you, can you take care of this for me? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I mean, and, or like, or like not right now or not right now or when I have time, whatever, like it's it. And have you also stopped apologizing since you have been drawing and honoring boundaries? Yes. And that's actually been the part of self-love. Like it's, yes. it's, it's, that is the biggest act of self-love is for you to honor yourself. And there's yes. absolutely, and what I've realized is the more I step into that, the more I give the people around me permission to step into theirs. Exactly so you're actually right. doing such a favor to yes. people because it may trigger them in the moment, but then it's just them getting triggered at their own shit. And then it's like, okay, well, why am I so triggered at this? Well, now that's an opportunity. So really for me, like I, and this is definitely new. So like, I'm not going to say I'm an expert at any of this right now. I'm sort okay, of- Okay, nobody's watching you. This is not Big Brother over right. here. <laughs> I'm, I'm fumbling my way forward and right, like, and I'm learning how to communicate this in a way that doesn't necessarily hurt people, but yeah. it comes with practice and it comes with you knowing what your values are first. I that's think that's exactly the first step. It. When you know what you value and when you really know like what's important to you and you're clear on that, then anything that someone else puts on you, if it's not in alignment with your values, 
you have an opportunity to practice saying or protecting your values from whatever the hell is coming in from the, whatever direction. And so That's right. that, I think the first step really is, and it goes back to the integrity piece. Like if you don't know yourself and if you don't know your values and if you're not in alignment with yourself, you can't actually practice boundaries because you have, so true. you have no, you have no idea what to protect. Like yes. you have no idea what's yours. Like how are you going to create this force field around you? To like keep out things that aren't yours so that you can just be your vibrant, authentic self without actually knowing who you are. And, you know, that comes back to my journey right now. Like I'm figuring out who the hell I am and I'm learning and I'm learning more every single day and I'm getting clearer and clearer and clearer on the constitution, the inner constitution of what makes Raj, Raj. I had to come back to the third person. Look at that. that. Full circle. circle. (laughs) Mic drop right there. Although don't drop that mic, it's new. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How would you um, describe some of your values, your top core values? So I actually just got done doing them so I can share them. Number one value is presence. Mm. Um, number Most two value. attractive thing by a, by a man, by the way, to a heterosexual woman. Mm. Yeah. Well, when you start your dating again, just, you know, you're winning. Okay. Continue. All right. Great. Uh, <laughs> glad I'm on the right path. Uh, <laughs> and then number two is being in choice. Mm. Number three is creating fun and play. Yeah. Um, There's not enough of that in the world. Number four is appreciation and unconditional love. It's a two-for-one. Number five is truth and vulnerability. Mm. And number six is showing up fully giving. That's beautiful. Yeah. So those are the ones that I'm practicing now, or I get to practice you get uh, through, choose to practice. I choose to. I, I, and the beautiful thing about those, it's funny because I actually did my values like three months ago because mm. I was trying to go through the process and I was working with one of my mentors and he's like, what, what drives Raj? And when we looked at it three months ago when I wasn't on this journey of really you know, coming to myself, it was winning, living an exhilarating life, like having things I'm proud of, being confident. Like It was all this rah-rah external like it was noise. It was like, I needed something to happen outside of me in order for me to feel into my values, yes. which is such a place of like, there's no power in that because the second the world pulls out a rug from underneath you, the second a pandemic happens, the second mm. uh, a relationship ends, the second a business fails, the second anything outside of me goes wrong, my inner constitution is being compromised. And so now it's, it's really beautiful because I'm, I'm proud of myself because I've come a long way and like, when you look at the other side now, I'm like, okay, I can control being in choice. I can control being present, like relentlessly yeah. present. I can control practicing unconditional love and appreciation. Like those yes. aren't things that I need to wait for the world to give me. I can give myself that every single day if I want to. And that's beautiful. Yeah, because all the things that you just mentioned, which is, which is it's all uncertainty, right? Yeah. And so we're in, what's happening right now, I think for so many people is we're at the, height of uncertainty and that's where all the magic resides because you have to come back to just come in full circle to what can you source for yourself but if you don't have a clear idea or inventory of what your own values are then you're just it's always going to be external and you're going to fall over at the slightest wind right much less something traumatic and so I love this gateway. I feel like we've just given everyone a recipe to not only stay grounded, but to live your most fulfilling, epically aligned life, which is what this show is all about. It's inspired action. I don't believe in the manufactured bullshit of of anything. It's inspired. It needs to come from within. You've woken up, you've been called, you've gotten the whisper, whatever, whatever the language is. And then it's from, from an aligned soul, right? So you're not saying yes when you actually mean no, because those examples that we were just talking about a moment ago, that is called an inauthentic, house of cards community or relationships or partnerships or whatever it's never real and so then then no wonder why we react so out of proportion to the smallest thing when someone shows up late or doesn't do what they say they're going to do or whatever it's because it's associated to all these other things we've been stacking because we're so out of integrity all the time Mm -hmm. does that make sense it does uh and well that's the crazy thing right like we are the common denominator in every part of our lives Yes. Right? Like it's, and most of us are, and me included, I was doing this, sourcing my values from different parts of my life, whether it was For sure. being success. Uh, 
being Money. a boyfriend, being yes. an entrepreneur, being this, being that, these identity, these labels. I was sourcing pieces of values around what's an entrepreneur supposed to be? Let's source those <laughs> values over here. Google. Google. What's a good boyfriend <laughs> supposed to be? Let's borrow those over here. Let's like, right? Like you're just constantly taking these values and assuming them on yourself without actually yeah. taking the chance to sit with yourself mm. and source those answers internally and then being the lighthouse that shines your values into every part of your life, right? Because that's true authenticity. That's true alignment. Then you don't have to hide. You don't have to hide who you are in any part of your life and it begins to then flow and then things will feel easy, certain seasons of life, like certain things will feel easy in certain seasons of life because you are still the common denominator flowing on your own path that is uniquely brilliant to you. It reminded me of the lighthouse, right? It never moves. It just shines its light and it helps to bring all the ships to shore, right? right. And it's like, in other words, it brings everybody home because when we shine our light, it's a, I'm paraphrasing from Marianne Williamson's wonderful, beautiful quote which is like we, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. Yeah. And it's that same philosophy. But what I love about this conversation is pretty much everything. But we've given everyone a recipe. I mean, when you said that one of your mentors, and I know it's one of your current mentors because your beloved mentor passed away, Jerry. Um, we can, everyone can read all about that on Raj's website, which I will add in the re show resources. It's a kick-ass website. That's like a whole day's, you know, inward <laughs> mini masterclass in and of itself. But I love that, one of your, your current mentors said, hey, what drives Raj? It's like, when is the last time that we actually asked ourselves that question? And I did recently, actually, because I was doing this one-on-one -on -one client call and she was talking about how much she just despises the concept of why. What's your why? She's like, I don't know what my why is. I don't relate to that question. And so what she said is, but I do know what I stand for. I was like, mm. oh, that's so good. I'm like, I'm going to... I'm going to borrow that and I'll give you credit, Phoenix. Thank you, Phoenix. I said, I'll give you credit every time that I, I, I ever share it because that will free a lot of people up, right? Because so many of us, we don't really know the why, but we know what we stand for. And so then we did this exercise. There was like six of us in that, in that it turned into a group call afterward. And I said, why don't we get clear on what we stand for? Because that will be your barometer, right? Does this align with what I stand for, which could be values and it could be the why. And so I was like, oh, I stand for authenticity. I stand for integrity. By the way, not high integrity, because that's redundancy. You either have it or you don't. It's like, it's called integrity. But it's like integrity and truth and presence and, and honesty. Oh my God, I stand for honesty. And I would rather hear the hardest honest truth than a bunch of bullshit lies just to sort of satiate the ego for a second. That just doesn't serve me at all. And I was like, well, if we could lead from that place, that's conscious leadership. And then what would that look like in the world? What kind of an impact could that make? So I love what you're saying here, Raj, because whether it's what do you stand for or what drives you, that will give you access to what are your values so that you can then begin to identify boundaries. And then you're not so afraid to have those quote conversations that might have seemed hard in the past that are really easy to have with practice as long as you know what your values are, right? Then you're just like acting courageous one little step at a time that no longer feels courageous as you begin to condition the mind to, this is who I am when I honor and love myself. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the more you practice it, the easier your life gets. Mm. Like it's literally the dust settles. Mm. Like you shake the snow globe and it's just all, it's chaotic in the beginning. <laughs> it's really chaotic. But then over time, all the snowflakes settle and you start to live in this very calm, slow state. Like I'm actually starting to recognize that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And so, so true. So when you when you slow down and let life catch up to you, and you're not going the other way around, it actually ends up being a magical thing. Like you're not really racing against anybody. You're not really trying to make anything happen. You're actually allowing life to show you what's possible when you're living in alignment with your truth. And, and present enough to see it, to actually open your eyes and not be so distracted and smell so busy the flowers. With all the noise. Exactly. Smell the flowers. I mean, like I read this beautiful Osho uh, paragraph a little while back and it was just really powerful for me. The entire concept was about smelling the flowers on the side of the road. You know, if you see a flower on the side of the road and you love it and you think it's beautiful and you smell it, what do most people do? They pick it up and they take it with them. But what does that do to the flower? It kills it, right? The flower ceases to be the flower that you fell in love with. So if you truly love something, if you truly do appreciate something, don't pick it up, 
smell it, water it the way it wants to be watered, give it the care that it deserves in that moment. And if you want to come back to it at any given moment, you can. Or if you want to build a garden that grows lots of those flowers, you could do that too. But at the end of the day, not fixating on an outcome, not fixating on the expectation, not fixating on the future, Mm. but just falling in love with what's in front of you and loving it as it is just creates the magic for life to actually surprise you. Like life can surprise you. Life can be beautiful. Life can be just this marvelous ride that Mm. has so much beauty to it in the good and the bad when we can just learn to appreciate what arrives instead of trying to create everything that we want or we supposed to have in our lives. I really do believe that it's just, it's coming back to knowing who you are and falling in love with yourself and allowing life to show you where the flow is going. Mm, So good. It's finding the adventure in the smile, finding the adventure in the flower. The other thing about that flower, beautiful sort of paraphrase from Osho is when you don't pick it, you also allow for so many others to enjoy mm. it as well, right? Like, so it's a way of just like expansion in the love and in the presence and in the appreciation of this beautiful flower that knows nothing other than just to simply be and not question the seasons, right? Or the sun or the burn of the sun or the winter and the cold, hard shale or the elements. It's called life and it has a creative process and it just flows. Mm. And it's so beautiful but I can talk to you all day, Raj. I like too. I really could. I know. Big fan. We're gonna have to have a little mastermind or something, um, or just keep having yeah. each other on each other's shows because we're just getting to it, right? And you're what I love about you is that we all know that we're a work in progress, but you fully own it, and I do too. I'm like, you know what? Most days are really good when I'm conscious enough to remember how blessed I am. Some days the shit hits the fan, like this morning, and I'm taking it so personally. The people are giving me the side eye. It's like, because I'm not wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh, this too is also such a gift. If I could just find the, the grace in me to appreciate this person's fear, right? And, and just to put myself in their shoes for a moment. It's okay. You know, just all these things that just constantly ask us to level up our own humanity and our own love for self, right? Because when we're fully loving ourselves, we don't want to hurt anyone, not the flower, not the neighbor, not the guy giving me the side eye and calling me names because I'm not wearing the mask. That has nothing to do with me. By simply being on the lighthouse, shining my light so bright, regardless of whatever else may be happening with the media and the fear and all the stuff that's happening with the height of this uncertainty, then I get to be grounded in what I'm sourced by. I'm recapping our whole conversation. And where I'm sourced by is infinite in its nature and that I'm never disconnected from. And I see it and I feel it within you. I know it about you. You come with this amazing reputation and you're just this beautiful evolution of of a man on a mission to just live from integrity and live full out and just live from love. I just want to honor you completely. One final question. Mm-hmm. Um, I ask all my guests this, how would you define an awakened aligned soul? An awakened aligned soul is a soul that doesn't need a story. It's a soul that's present. It knows. It doesn't need validation. It doesn't need justification. It doesn't need anything. It's it living. doesn't need a definition. doesn't need a definition. It is what it is. And it lives through that lens. And it expresses itself through the meat suits that we have on and creates in the most beautiful, authentic way, not because it has to, but because it can. That's what I would, I guess, define or celebrate about an awakened, aligned soul. Oh, it's a beautiful answer. You know, it's interesting. I've asked that of 50 something guests and I've never had anywhere near the same answer. It's always so unique. And, and I, and I resonate with everybody's answer because there is no way to define that, you know, and I love that. It's like, it just doesn't have a story because a soul is pristine and inherent in its godlike nature. It's the human incarnation that creates the story. Oh, that was good. That was deep y'all. Y'all got to follow Raj Jana. You can follow, follow him everywhere. Absolutely subscribe to Stay Grounded Podcast. I can tell you this. I don't think I've ever recommended a, a podcast like this before. If you love this show, that's, that's the same lane, but I don't know, maybe better. I don't, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, 
but everything about it, um, I aspire to be your podcast when mine grows up. You know, I've got about oh, 60 wow. episodes behind you. Yeah, no, truly, like you're a great interviewer. You're present. I love all of your values that are now so in place. I actually wrote them all down because I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at his list and see how I can, you know, look at my list and see where else. Because I think more play and more fun could absolutely be in my life. I want it. And sometimes I get caught up in being so busy. And, and I, I need to make that a priority. Like I make exercise and meditating and all these things a priority. I need to make play and fun an absolute priority. Play and fun create the space for everything to unfold. Yes. Right? Like when, it, when you're yes. playing, it really does. Like it, and if you work, even when you're creating, like I use the word creating because I don't think I work, I create. And so yeah. I'm creating Ooh. with play. Oh, hold on, mic drop. That was Peter Gilbert yeah. would say, I don't <laughs> work, I create. That's what I do. Right. So like when I'm creating with play and fun, I'm actually working and having fun. So it's it's one of those like, yeah, not really doing it. I don't have a job. I just create. I freaking love that. I'm creating all the time. I'm innovating all the time. Yeah. Like I never work. I'm creating. It's all play. Yeah. This is my dream. That's right. You're, we're living. I'd love to have I, some days where I'm not creating at all. I'm simply just being like a tumbleweed down the mountain, and I don't know where the day is going to take me. And those are my favorite days. That's you're actually act, but you're creating, and even in that, yes, you're true. creating through true. your being. You're creating through your being. You're creating through your doing. Whatever. So good. Way. It's all. It's all coming back to the same. Place. Can y'all see why this conversation <laughs> could just go on and on and on? <laughs> Damn it! Thank you so much. Raj, such an honor. Have a wonderful rest of your week in Big Sky, Montana. Thank you. It's been an honor to hang out with you and the new mic. Um, You're getting <laughs> a lot of first well here. You, You're getting a lot of first here. So, <laughs> such an honor. Thanks I know we'll talk again show. soon, my friend. My pleasure and honor. Have a beautiful day. All the love. Are oh, you too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.